Roman Gabriel show. I don't think I was mentally ready. I mean, I'd been to a lot of bigger meets, big meets before that. I mean, obviously not the, the Olympics, but the Pan American Games and, and some other international events. So I've been on, I was on the international stage, but I don't think I really understood the magnitude of what it was to be in the Olympic Games. Like, um, I, it was so different for me seeing it through the eyes of a 17-year-old on my first one than it was through the eyes of a 41-year-old at my fifth one. Um, I was just, I think I was just much more appreciative. I was more mature when I was older. Um, I, I really was just this kid bouncing off the walls. I mean, there was like Michael Jordan in the cafeteria and Mary Lou Retton and Carl Lewis and just all these crazy athletes that I almost kind of forgot that I was there too, you know, on the same level they were because I was in the Olympics too, but, but it didn't, it didn't sink in like that. And it really showed my, my first event when I swam the preliminaries for the uh, relay, um, boy, I bombed. I, I, I was so nervous and um, I just didn't know how to deal with the pressure and stuff. And so um, I was lucky to have someone who was my idol sort of take me under their wing that day uh, and just distract me and get my mind off of what happened. So I'd be able to swim at night and swim faster. And I was very um, appreciative of that, but, but it definitely was a lot different you know, doing it as a 17-year-old than as a 41-year-old mom. Welcome to the Roman Gabriel Show. Faith, family, sports. Roman goes up close and personal with high-impact difference makers from the world of sports and entertainment. Get more exclusive content at www.romangabrielshow.com. Now, here's your host, Roman Gabriel. Welcome to a new edition of the Roman Gabriel Show. Coming in with me is Dara Torres, the most decorated U.S. female Olympic athlete of all time, a New York Times best-selling author, fitness advocate, motivational speaker, and entrepreneur, and a mother. She started her career on the international stage by breaking her first world record at the age of 15. This incredible feat was accomplished on the way to her first of five Olympic appearances in Los Angeles at the 1984 Games. Torres owns four gold medals, four silver medals, and four bronze medals. Incredibly, she represented Team USA as an Olympic swimmer and champion from age 15 to age 41. This incredible journey of 26 years on the Olympic stage that has never been accomplished by any other American athlete and serves as a backdrop for Dara's incredibly motivating speeches delivered to corporations all over the world. I had an opportunity to meet Dara for the first time at Super Bowl 52 in Minnesota, and I caught up with her just before Super Bowl 56. We talked about her career after swimming, her love for football, her philanthropic endeavors. Enjoy this conversation with Olympic champion, one of the great inspirational athletes of our time, Dara Torres. And for more sports and entertainment exclusive content, go to romangabrielshow.com. That's romangabrielshow.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And remember to check us out streaming on dbnatelevision.tv. That's dbnatelevision.tv. Welcome to the Roman Gabriel Show, romangabrielshow.com. Uh, see us streaming on dbnatelevision.tv, podcast at Roman Gabriel Show, anywhere you get your podcasts or at romangabrielshow.com. 
in with me is a young lady that I have had on before, and she is a lot of fun, and I'm glad she's back. Dara Torres is with us, great Olympic swimmer. Man, has she set the tone for a younger generation of swimmers, and she is an incredible fitness guru. So if you follow her on Instagram, she is killing it. Dara, it's great to have you from Florida. I'm in L.A. at 75, so I'm, uh, I know you're, you're looking good out there. Yeah, you know, it's actually raining today, so it's not as great. I think I'd rather be in L.A. going to the game and having that beautiful weather. <laughs> okay, so who do, you have in the, who do you have in the game? Are you going L.A. or Cincinnati? You know, oh, I know you're probably Rams, but... Um, I know, I have to. I, I have to. It's, it's just... I, I know, I know. You know, I just want to see a great game. That's like the politically correct yeah. thing to say, but, but I really do. I, I want to see a great game, but I'm definitely a Joe Burrow fan. Like, I just think he's awesome, and he, he works yeah. hard. He's just a great role model for kids, and I, I just, I'm a big fan of his. So I, I, I'm looking forward to the game. I don't really have one or the other that I'm favoring, but I just, I, I love to see Joe Burrow play. Well, he is, he is special. There's no doubt about that, especially – haven't been hurt last year with a knee injury, missing most of the yeah. season. And what he did the last seven or eight games, man, he is special. So the two quarterbacks are definitely going to have a lot to say about who wins. Now, I need to ask you, because when I saw you in Minnesota at Super Bowl 52, that was your first time on Radio Row. And your, uh, was that your first Super Bowl live? No, I had been before, like back in the, I think it was, might have been the 70s or 80s when the Raiders played in L.A. I, I went to that game. Um, and I've been to a couple others, um, but only about two or three. So, and I never, when I was in Minneapolis, I didn't go to that Super Bowl. So, um, you know, I was there for Radio Row and then I took off. But well, the good um, news is, is next year we won't have the COVID, you know, restrictions or requirements in Phoenix. So you need to get out to Phoenix because I'm going to invite you in advance to my Super Bowl party next year. I would love uh, that. In Arizona. I've got one Thursday night here at UC Irvine that we're doing that's called Legends and Leaders. And, uh, we're, uh, we've got a great group of athletes and celebrities coming to support our sold out youth foundation to raise money for, uh, kids to stay off drugs and alcohol. So we were here in schools Monday talking to kids and I know you love to talk to young people. Um, yes. Uh, I, I do. And what a great cause, by the way. That's well, awesome. thank you very much. Well, we're, we're excited about Phoenix. I lived there for 10 years. Uh, we're excited to go back there next year, have a lot of friends. And of course, I have a lot of friends out here. This is really special preparing the last couple of years for this Super Bowl because the last time the Rams were in it was here at the Rose Bowl in like 79. Right. Uh, and I was sitting with my father who had just retired from, from football, uh, watching the Rams on television. I remember sitting there that day and of course they almost pulled it off. And so uh, it's great to have the Rams back in. Have you had a chance to see, go to SoFi yet to the new stadium? Out here? No, I haven't. I, I've heard some great things about it, but I haven't been able oh, to. Oh, you've got to go. It is by far the showplace stadium of all time. Absolutely incredible showplace. And what's amazing is it has a roof, but it's open air on both sides. And if you're sitting anywhere in the stadium, you can see the San Gabriel Mountains out one side. Uh, so it's, it, it just, it, it's huge. I mean, the forum looks yeah. like this little bitty thing next to it. And of course I thought when I was a kid, the forum was like the biggest deal down here. So, um, they have done it. Stan Kroenke and, and their group have done an incredible job and to have the Rams in the Super Bowl again, after Tampa last year to do it two years in a row, uh, people are really excited down here. Yeah, I bet. I bet it, it's going to be fun to watch. And I actually don't mind watching on my couch with, you know, the great commercials that are happening and awesome food. But uh, hopefully one day I can get, the, get out there live and, and see it live again. 
Dara Torres is with us, Olympic champion on the Roma Gabriel show. And Dara, you know, we talked about this last time around about, you know, just how important fitness has become in our country, fitness, health, and wellness to get the next generation, you know, to take care of themselves, not only with their nutrition, but regular exercise. I know the NFL does play, play 60, which is a program they do for kids. Um, you know, we really want kids to uh, participate in extracurricular activities and to exercise regularly because um, we're in a country right now where with the COVID pandemic, when all the kids were locked up and you have children, the bottom line is there was a lot of depression, anxiety, emotional stress, uh, which kids didn't exercise and weren't playing athletics. So being an Olympic champion and being somebody who's so into fitness and, and helping people to be fit. Um, I wanted you to talk to our young people out there about why it is so important to get regular exercise. Yeah, you know, uh, I think my daughter is a perfect example. Um, you know, she loves her phone, loves her iPad, loves TV. And, you know, we didn't have all those luxuries growing up. And I think we were at a huge advantage um, knowing that you had to go outside to play, that there wasn't stuff indoors to do. Um, and so when you see what's happening in today's day and age, you know, it's just so sad because there is a lot of depression, like you mentioned. And, you know, for me personally, with my experience with my daughter is I have to have her go out and do something. I, I told her, I said, you are playing a sport after school. I don't care what sport it is, but you are doing something because it's healthy for your body. It's healthy for your mind. And I'm not going to take no for an answer. And so she um, was swimming for a little while and uh, decided to go into, into lacrosse. So she's been playing lacrosse and I could just tell that she's just a happy kid when she's out on the field playing and playing a team sport uh, with other kids and meeting other people and just, you know, doing something physically actually helps your mind too, you know, and you learn about hard work, you learn about sacrifice, you learn about dedication. And I think it's very important for parents, you know, to make sure that they get their kids out there and do some type of exercise or some type of after school activity, because it's vital, especially with what's going on right now, um, you know, in today's day and age with COVID and stuff. Well, you had a really special experience, you know, when I uh, started looking at your story a few years ago before you came on, uh, you went to the Olympics at such a young age, uh, high school. Um, how, how big of an adjustment was that to that stage from high school? I know you had swum your whole life, but I mean, when you knew that you were going to the Olympics as a teenager, um, what was that like mentally for you in terms of that adjustment to being ready to do that? I don't think I was mentally ready. I mean, I'd been to a lot of bigger meets, big meets before that. I mean, obviously not the, the Olympics, but the Pan American Games and, and some other international events. So I've been on, I was on the international stage, but I don't think I really understood the magnitude of what it was to be in the Olympic Games. Like, um, I, it was so different for me seeing it through the eyes of a 17 year old on my first one than it was through the eyes of a 41 year old at my fifth one. Um, I was just, I think I was just much more appreciative. I was more mature when I was older. Um, I, I really was just this kid bouncing off the walls. I mean, there was like Michael Jordan in the cafeteria and Mary Lou Retton and Carl Lewis and just all these crazy athletes that I almost kind of forgot that I was there too you know, on the same level they were because I was in the Olympics too, but, but it didn't, 
it didn't sink in like that. And it really showed my, my first event when I swam the preliminaries for the uh, relay. Um, boy, I bombed. I, I, I was so nervous and um, I just didn't know how to deal with the pressure and stuff. And so um, I was lucky to have someone who was my idol sort of take me under their wing that day uh, and just distract me and get my mind off of what happened. So I'd be able to swim at night and swim faster. And I was very um, appreciative of that. But but it definitely was a lot different, you know, doing it as a 17 year old than as a 41 year old mom. You know, I just thought about this. You know, you're in the state where the greatest quarterback in NFL history just retired from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just a one year short of 45 years old. Yes. He actually played as well in his early 40s as he did when he was 22. So have you ever thought about the comparison in your life? Because, man, you did it all the way to 41, which people would have thought at the time was wow. And, and being a mom as well, um, you know, you and Tom Brady have some have some real uh, similarities because he's a fitness guy uh, in body, mind, spirit, uh, nutrition, his new TV 12 line. Uh, so, you know, you, you had a similar ride, I mean, in terms of, you know, what people's expectations were, what your performance was at, at, at an older age, which for an athlete was, was, you know, you're not old at all, but for an athlete in the Olympics, that was wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'd love to meet him sometime and, and talk to him about it, but from what I read with the stuff he does, it sounds like he sort of did stuff similar to me where you listen to your body um, you know, if you need to take a step back, you take a step back. I'm sure he has the mentality, mentality like I did, where the more you do, the better. And you sort of have to curb that as you get older, because it's all about what your body can do, not what everyone else is doing. And it sounds like he really had um, was dialed into the to the um, nutrition program that he was on and just seemed to do everything right. And he allowed his body to recover by doing that. And that's the key when you're older is allowing your body to recover so you can come back the next day and be at the top of your game. So when you prepared for your last Olympics at 41, how different was your training regimen leading up as opposed to when you were in your, let's say, 30s? That's a great question. So when I was uh, 33, I went to my fourth Olympic Games in 2000. And, um, you know, leading up to that, to that, those games, I was doing nine workouts a week of swimming. And then I was also doing about four or five days a week in the gym and was doing some running and other, other stuff on the side and, and some stretching training. Uh, when I was training at 41, I was doing five workouts a week swimming. So I went from nine to five. Um, and one of those workouts was a recovery workout. So really just four hard workouts I was doing a week. And then I was stretching probably about four days a week to get um, the flexibility that I needed and to get the recovery that I needed in my body. And so things were, were much different training wise. I think the hardest thing to get over was the mentality of it's not how much you do. It's, it's the quality that you do. And that was really hard for me mentally to get over because I'd look at these young kids and be like, God, you know, they're doing double the workouts I'm doing. Like, how am I going to make the team if they're doing so much more? And that was a big, probably one of the biggest obstacles I had to get over was the, um, was the mental part of it. Team USA Olympic champion swimmer, Dara Torres is with us. And, you know, I thought about this, you know, I asked this of a lot of, of uh, sports champions, um, at what point, Darren, when you were had a passion for swimming when you were young, did it hit you that I could be great at this and that something you really wanted to do and to become 
a swimmer at the highest level? Uh, I would have to say, so I broke my first world record when I was 15. And I think that's when it really hit me um, that I wanted to be to go to the Olympic Games. Um, I had no idea I'd be going to numerous games. Um, I just thought, you know, I was 17 and I'd go to that and that would be it. Um, but, you know, I think the myth of the younger you are, the better, better you are kind of is no longer applies to anyone in sports, as you can tell by the Tom Brady's and other Allison Felix and the other, you know, incredible athletes that, you know, our parents and are doing it at an older age. But yeah, I'd have to say probably in, in my teen, mid-teens is when it really hit me that I wanted to go for an Olympic Games. I wish I would have swam uh, back when I was playing football because I found out something because when I was lifting about four years ago, I would lift and then I would go swim and when I got out of the pool, it didn't feel like I lifted. My body felt loose. I didn't feel like I was tight, and I didn't have the the you know the the lactic acid thing going the next day. Uh, so yeah, I, that could have really helped me. I know back in the day. Same thing with yoga too. There, there's no way. In, there, I don't know how NFL players that don't do yoga. I don't know how that's possible based on yeah. what they're doing today. Well, you know, someone who who used to swim when um, we were training at Stanford was Jerry Rice. So he used to came, come in and hop in the pool. Like he was definitely ahead of his time with his training regimen for sure. Oh, he so he, he swam regularly, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he was so lean, uh, and 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 he, he had muscles, but you're right, he was really lean, and I'm sure yeah. that helped him from a sprinting standpoint too. Now, did you play other sports when you were growing up? Yeah, I, I I did them all. I did like tennis and gymnastics, even though I'm like six feet tall and uh, played volleyball and basketball. But in, in college, actually, um, I was in the four and a half year college plan uh, just because one of the Olympics ran into uh, one of our semesters in 88. Um, so I ended up staying for a year, an, an extra year, and I played volleyball at University of Florida. Oh, wow. A lot of fun. Yeah. So is that like your second best sport you like? Probably. Yeah, it, it was it was a, a rude awakening, you know, being on a, a team sport, you know, even though swimming could be a team sport, it's also very individualized, too. And coming in with these women who have played their whole lives. And here I am, like, what's the swimmer doing coming on and on our team and playing and stuff? But yeah, um, I would assume that you weren't that tall either, that everybody. No, not compared tall. to some of the other ones, although I, I was an outside hitter and middle blocker sometimes. But, um, yeah, there were definitely some taller girls than me. <laughs> So during your during your swimming career that was so long, was there ever a point where you just hit a wall and said, you know, I don't think I want to do this anymore? Well, I retired three different times. So, yes, um, you know, some of the a couple of the retirements were just because I thought I was too old and I was like done. But there was one in particular after um, I graduated college and I got went, moved to New York and was working in television. I, um, I was done. Like I just, you know, the thing about swimming is you either love it and you, when you, and after you retire and you may just go do masters or swim on your own, or you just want nothing to do with it. There's no middle ground with swimming. And, um, I've experienced both of those. Um, uh, and I, I've gotten to the point where I, I do still love it. Like I, I, you know, when, when you're doing it for so many years and it's just looking at that black line going back and forth and back and forth and the chlorine and, and just, you know, your body's tired and stuff. Um, you know, I did get to that point where, you know, I was just like, oh, I just don't want to do this anymore. But I've also come back to the point, you know, when I've been away for it for a little while that I just miss it and love it. Okay. So a lot of athletes out there, the biggest transition problem they have, you know, champions like yourself is, is how do you replace 
the passion that you had for swimming into something else in life. And I know motherhood is a big part of that. But in terms of you, um, how hard was the transition? And do you think you found something that gives you that, at least that same exhilaration and passion? Well, I think, you know, when I went to college, I studied journalism and knew I really wanted to get in television. So um, I always tried to line something up knowing like when I was going to retire. And so that worked out really well. I had a good um, a good transition for me. Um, I think in 08, if I had not had my daughter, I think I really would have been, you know, bummed. Um, it, it is hard when you do something your whole entire life and that's all you know. And then to go out and, and you're so competitive and always want to be the best. You know, and then to go out and and all of a sudden be like in the real world of, my gosh, what do I do now? Like, can I be as good as I was in my sport? And, you know, it, it's a lot. It's, it's the transition is hard and they really need to come up with more programs for athletes to be able to learn how to do that transition and, and teach them about money managing, teach them, you know, what else is out there, teach them that, yeah, you can be the best that you be. You may not be the world champion and you may not be the Super Bowl champion, but you can still be great at what you do outside of sport. Everybody, this is Roman Gabriel, host of the Roman Gabriel Show. You know, our mission is much larger than providing you an entertaining podcast. Our country faces an ongoing crisis of underage youth battling alcohol and drug addiction and a rising suicide rate. This problem impacts all of us and our families. Our nonprofit, the Sold Out Youth Foundation, has been my passion since 2003, impacting hundreds of thousands of middle and high school students, challenging them to an alcohol and drug-free life while providing a life-changing interactive online education platform, teaching students valuable life skills and success principles, equipping them to pursue their passion and dreams. I need your help. Our program is successful because of people just like you who financially support our movement. Please give safely and easily today by going to our website at soldouttv.com. That's soldouttv.com and click on the red donate button. Or right now on your cell phone, Text sold out 20 to 484848. That's sold out 20 to 484848. All donations are 100% tax deductible. And believe me, any amount will help. Your generous gift can help one more child stay on the right path to health, wellness, and success. Thank you and be sold out. Welcome back to the Roman Gabriel Show Faith, Family, Sports. Roman goes up close and personal with high-impact difference makers from the world of sports and entertainment. Get more exclusive content at romangabrielshow.com. Now, here's your host, Roman Gabriel. Jared Torres is with us, Olympic champion swimmer on the Roman Gabriel Show, romangabrielshow.com. And so, Dara, what... what a lot of people I talk to, you know, they take that platform that they take from uh, that fame from being great at something and they transition into something that, that impacts people's lives. And, of course, that's what we're all about at our foundation. Talk about your foundation, uh, you know, efforts and the things that you're doing uh, outside of your profession to impact others. What are the things that give you a passion now in your life? Well, I am on the board of a drowning prevention um, foundation that uh, Princess Charlene Monaco um, has created. And it's really nice to be able to give back and, and, you know, try to get kids learning how to swim to save them from drowning. 
Uh, that's been a passion of mine. I've been on different boards and foundations of uh, things that are a great cause, but I think my greatest um, thrill and accomplishment is to be able to give motivational talks. That's really my favorite thing to do, uh, whether it's kids, whether it's teams, whether it's college, whether it's corporations. It's just, it's something that I love to do. And, and I feel like even though my story is about swimming, um, there are a lot of messages that I had to deal with, whether it's, you know, positive, negative, that people can relate to, even if they're not a swimmer. And I think just being able to tell my story and, and have it affect someone in a way that's a positive outcome um, really is a thrill for me. And uh, I'm actually going to be teaming up with a um, actress named Mariel Hemingway, who's huh? Ernest Hemingway's granddaughter. And we're going to start going out and give um, motivational talks together. Oh, that's um, great. With, huh? That's great. Yeah, with her story with mental health and her family and what's going on in today's world and my story with athletics and overcoming obstacles and setting goals. We really think that um, when we bring our speeches together, which we're working with a speechwriter right now, um, I think it's going to be great for both of us to get out there and, and sort of have a double whammy where we can, you know, really affect people and help them. Okay, I'm going to ask you to put your motivational speaking cap on right now. Okay. And I'm going to ask you to look into that camera to our junior high and high school students that uh, I'm going to I'm going to put this on our website for our kids on our on our uh, fitness, health and wellness page. Um, there's two things that kids write to us about right now. Um, okay. one, one of them is, you know, I don't feel like I have hope. Um, I don't feel like I'm going to be able to accomplish the things that I want to. And for many juniors and seniors this last couple of years, they lost out on so many things, including graduation for many of them, which for all of us is a rite of passage that we should right. all experience. Um, the second thing is a lot of, a lot of kids out there are, are experiencing anxiety and depression. Um, and we really focus that on our program for that because that's what leads to drinking and drugs. So right. what would you tell these kids that are experiencing these feelings today? Well, I, I think they need to understand that we all have been going through this together. You know, um, around the world, there's so many people hit with COVID and so many people affected by it in, in different ways. Um, and so they're not alone. I mean, I look personally to, you know, the Olympics and it got postponed a year. And the people who probably would have made that team in 2020 didn't make it in 2021. And so there was, there's a lot out there that, that people are going through in different levels. And so they have to understand that they're not alone, you know, that, that, you know, we're all trying to adjust and figure out what to do. But uh, my biggest thing would be like, get off your iPads, get off your computers, go out there, you know, do some exercise, join a team, even if you don't think that, you know, you're a great athlete, it doesn't matter just to get out there and, and get your body going, will get your mind going and, and, and make you happy. Um, a lot healthier. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's a lot of it. I think a lot of it is getting out there and, and doing some type of physical activity. I, I think that's very important. And, and also to set goals, you know, um, a lot of people lose hope and a lot of people, you know, maybe don't reach the goals that they want to reach, but, but that's, that's, that means you're human, you know, not everyone can reach those goals, but set goals that are not quite attainable, but also not non-attainable and realistic. Uh, yeah, ex exactly. Realistic goals. And what I did, even from an early age, when I was training for my first Olympics in 84, I put a poster board on 
my um, wall in my room where I was living with a family training out um, in, in uh, Southern California, away from my home. And um, I had those times of the splits I wanted to do and the time I wanted to do. Did I reach that goal? No, but that motivated me. That really um, gave me something to look forward to that those mornings where I didn't want to get up and I just wanted to you know, push my alarm off and, and go back to bed in my nice cozy bed. Uh, I wasn't going to reach those goals unless I, unless I, you know, got up and did the work. And um, I didn't reach those goals, but still, for me, I was successful for what I tried to do and what I accomplished. And and that's all anyone can ask for you. So and also, don't. One other thing: don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to talk to someone. Don't keep it inside. It's very healthy to talk and get things out no matter if it's your parents someone your family a teacher a coach just whoever really try to you know verbalize what you're feeling because once you get it out there either someone can help you or you'll feel better just getting it off your chest and as a mom of a teenager is that right did you have a teenager at home yeah Um, we started a psa program on radio last year for parents about the importance of having this conversation with your kids about drugs and alcohol Yes. Um, what would you tell parents that are out there that are afraid to have that talk or reticent to have that talk? Or maybe they're afraid that if I talk about it, that maybe they'll do it. What, you know, what, what would be your advice as a parent uh, in, in that regard? Well, would you rather be afraid or would you rather be watching your kid have substance abuse or alcohol abuse? I mean, it's either one or the other. None of those talks are ever easy. Um, you know, I've had that talk with my daughter and, and she understands and, you know, I bring it up every now and then whether she wants to hear it or not, or, you know, she's 15, she could be sarcastic to me and stuff, but it doesn't matter. I need to do my job as a mom and make sure that she understands what alcohol can do and what substance abuse can do. Dora, tell, tell people out there uh, how they can follow you and where you want them to go to check you out. Oh, okay. Well, daratorres.com is my website. And I'm on Instagram, uh, Swimdera, and also on uh, Twitter, Swimdera, and Facebook. So I'm out there. You guys can find me. And um, if anyone ever need it, needs anything, just DM me, and I'll get back to you. And Mariel Hemingway, when when does that start? When do you think you'll be you'll be starting that speaking uh, opportunity with her? And where do you think we can find that? Well, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be getting together to finalize our speeches with a speechwriter, and then. You know, we're going to try to get out there, get a publicist and um, start promoting us to let people know that, you know, I think that the duo as a, as a duo, she and I are going to be uh, great out there and hopefully be able to help people and give them some direction. Dara Torres, Olympic swimming champion. And, uh, you know, Dara, I just thought of myself, I'm going to start labeling you the Tom Brady of swimming. <laughs> or maybe he's the Dara Torres. He's the Dara Torres of football. <laughs> I'm older than him, remember? No, just- <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, I, I never thought of him as, uh, as, 40, as almost 45, the way he played. I know. Right? He seems like he's of- in his 30s. Well, you know what my wife said? I got to keep my wife from watching TV because every time he comes on TV, she says, that man gets handsomer the older yeah, he's he gets. Yeah, pretty hot. I, I agree with my wife. Hey, this is Nick Ruffini from Revoice Media, and I'm the executive producer of The Roman Gabriel Show. We got involved with this show because we realized that Roman has a passion for educating the next generation, and we need your help. We need you to be a donor and go to soldouttv.com and donate, whether it's one time or an ongoing basis. Please help us educate the next generation by becoming a donor. Go to soldouttv.com and click donate. And remember, you can help us at the Sold Out Youth Foundation by donating 
text sold out 20 to 484848. That's sold out 20 to 484848 and help us help your students to stay drug and alcohol free. Welcome back to the Roman Gabriel Show. Check out more at romangabrielshow.com. Now, here's your host, Roman Gabriel. Well, tell me, uh, all the success that you've had, uh, you've had an opportunity to impact people's lives in a significant way. Tell me, tell me about some of the things that that you do, uh, that you love to do and have passion for because of this platform that you get? Well, first of all, it's amazing to be here. I've never been to radio. Really? Row. I had no idea. I mean, I've been to the Super Bowl before, but not this. Yeah. I mean, this is unbelievable. Uh, so I'm very excited to be here. And I was brought in to talk about a procedure that I had on my knee. Uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, have knee injuries or lose cartilage. You know, a lot of high-level athletes do, but also everyday people do. And so um, I had a procedure called MACI, M-A-C-I, that yeah, they take their own cartilage cells out out of your knee, grow them, and, and plant transplant them back onto your kneecap so you have your own cartilage growing onto your kneecap so you don't have to oh, cool. uh, get knee replacement. Yeah, awesome. so um, if your viewers go to www.macymaci.com, they'll get to see more about it, but that's one of the reasons why I'm here. I also, uh, I do a lot of motivational talks. Uh, I work on an all-women sports talk show for CBS Sports Network called We Need to Talk, and uh-huh. so I keep pretty busy, and I'm a mom, so. Uh, wow, yeah. so you got it all going on. That's a tough one. Yeah, I know. That's probably the hardest job. Okay, so I work with kids. I do a drug and alcohol education character program for junior high and high school students the kids ask me all the time i want to be i want to be a swimmer i want to be a quarterback i want to be an actor i want to be a rocket science what would you tell kids that have dreams about it what you know you've done it what what do you what do you have to do to more than talk about dreams i I think a lot of it is is being motivated um, and just figure out what your priorities are. I mean, and when I was in high school, I didn't go to a lot of the school dances. I didn't do like a lot of the stuff that teenage kids do because I was off traveling to Europe swimming and, you know, swimming at my, in the Olympics at age 17 after my junior in high school. So you have to be very focused and determined and be able to work hard to follow your dreams. You know, Lisa Leslie. Was, Love her. was with me the four-time WNBA right. and Olympian and she said the same thing you said. Oh, she really? Said, she said, well, all of the kids were playing video games and, and out having fun and partying. I was practicing. I was I was doing my thing and, and set goals. Right. Uh, and I know you're a big goal setter. I am. And you know what? Even though I've been retired from the sport for a number of years, my last Olympic trials was in 2012 at 45. Uh, I <laughs> Wait a minute. Say that again for everybody. At <laughs> I kind of blew by that. Five yeah. years that old. That just tells you how old wow. I am now. Yeah, yeah, but still, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, I missed the team by nine one hundred. At that point, I was like, all right, I need to yeah. put my suits. I'm kind of old. I'm almost in menopause. No, just kidding. But Tom anyway, Brady stuff. I know, right? But um, you know, I now I just totally lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? No, again? you were you were, you were talking about what what you have to do. Oh yeah, order, to, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you know, for for me personally, it's uh, like one of those things that you just have to be dedicated. You know, you have to just be very dedicated. You know to what you want and I think that you know a lot of kids are like Lisa said you know sort of into their video games and playing games on phones and stuff and not really thinking about like there's life after that too final question now on the other end what's been the most significant thing as you look back on your career that that's that's inspired you now going forward 
Um, you know, it's funny because when I look back on my career, I've had such a wonderful career, a lot of ups and downs. You know, we have a lot of trials and tribulations too. I think a lot of people put us on pedestals and don't realize right. that we're just like everyday people. But for me, the most inspirational thing and why I made a comeback was because of my daughter. I mean, I had her uh, at 39 years old wow. and about a week and a half after I had her, I got back in the pool and then just started slowly getting back into training. And she was the reason why I wanted to do that because I wanted her to look back one day and realize that you don't have to put an age limit on your dreams. My mom did this and hopefully wow. that will inspire her too when she gets a little so older. So family and sports. Yeah. That's what yeah. you're all about, right? Yep. <laughs> all right, well, listen, I appreciate you coming on. So let's not wait, you know, for, since Super Bowl 52 to Super Bowl 56 next time. Can we stay in better touch? I would love that. I would love that. So always great chatting with you, Roman. Oh, I know. Thank you, Dara. I appreciate it. Dara Torres, Olympic swimming champion on the Roman Gabriel Show. Thanks so much for listening to the Roman Gabriel Show. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating and review on iTunes and be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And remember, you can help us at the Sold Out Youth Foundation by donating. Text SOLD OUT 20 to 484848. That's SOLD OUT 20 to 484848. And help us help your students to stay drug and alcohol free. The Roman Gabriel Show is produced in partnership with Revoice Media. Executive producers Roman Gabriel and Nick Ruffini. Audio editing by Justin Thomas. And graphic design by Catherine Wade. For more music, entertainment, and sports podcasts, check out RevoiceMedia.com. Listen to The Roman Gabriel Show show at RomanGabrielShow.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.